Hi, thanks for watching this brief message which I've called Lockdown Essentials. And here we are in level four, we're counting down in uncertain, unusual days and uh, high levels of alert. There's um, social distancing, there's PPE and there's face masks and there's bubbles and uh, everybody's missing school, especially the parents and missing coffee and missing the super rugby. My favorite burger supplier is in receivership and that's sad. And our national airline is relatively grounded and that's really serious. We are experiencing what the investment experts call a black swan event. That's an event that seems random and difficult to predict. It's uh, unexpected and it has a huge impact. And uh, Dr. David Jeremiah calls the global pandemic the most apocalyptic event of our time. National Geographic, today's big question, where can you find peace in times like these? And uh, the occasional random piece of advice, where there is soap, there is hope, which may or may not be helpful. My subject is not COVID-19. Our focus here at Hukunui this year, long before COVID-19 even reached these shores, is prayer. And uh, one of our earlier messages mentioned that we need more faith, not fear. We need more wisdom, not worry. And we need prayer, not panic. The book of James, chapter 5, verse 16 and 17 says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And Elijah was human just like we are, but he prayed. So today, let's do that. Let's take time to pray and to seek God's face as we open his word and encourage one another. Let's pray. Almighty God of heaven and earth, we pray for wisdom and understanding in these times. Though we are scattered and separated physically today, please unite our hearts to seek your truth and to hear your voice. You are our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Thank you for the salvation you have provided through the gift of your Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name we pray. To him be all glory and praise, now and forever. Amen. Our reading today is taken from 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17, and we'll read from verse 1. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Now Elijah was a prophet of God in an evil world, and this event here described occurred about 870 BC. The nation of Israel had splintered and departed from the ways of God. It was a context of idolatry, of immorality, there was apostasy, and King Ahab, who we're told was 
the son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. And along with wicked Queen Jezebel, they proclaimed the worship of Baal, a storm and fertility god. And in the process, they blatantly insulted the holy God of Israel, a God who had warned his people about the consequences of disobedience, the catastrophe that would follow if they did not keep his commandments. Elijah announced his message with three short statements. As the Lord lives, before whom I stand or whom I serve, there will be no rain. Now, Elijah's name means Yahweh is God. Yahweh, the living God, the self-existent, eternal, unchanging, covenant-keeping, awesome God. And because of this living God, Elijah's mission is clear and his message is profound. God is alive. My life is in his hand. I trust him. I serve him. And therefore, I proclaim his message. And by the way, Yahweh, the living God, is still alive. And we are accountable before him. And his word to us must be obeyed. Elijah's life will never be the same. Now he's a wanted man. He has a price on his head. Welcome, Elijah, to Hotel Cherith. There's no essential services. There's no family support. Certainly no internet. Just a babbling brook in the middle of a God-ordained drought and wild ravens bringing food day and night but practicing social distancing. Thanks, lockdown level four and black swans, not too bad after all, eh? Elijah's life is full of prayer. In fact, if you read the next few chapters of 1 Kings, you'll find how every step of the way Elijah's life is characterized by prayer. James chapter 5 tells us that he is the example of prayer. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, and Elijah was human as we are, but he prayed. And I wonder if perhaps we overlook prayer in our lives too much. We take it for granted, perhaps, and it takes times like this for us to actually appreciate how much we need to pray and how much we are blessed as we pray. It's a hidden life. Elijah was told to hide by the brook Cherith. And Matthew 6 tells us that when we pray to go to our room and close the door and our Father who sees in secret will reward us. And so often we overlook and underestimate and misuse the privilege and the gift of prayer. Corrie ten Boom, is prayer a steering wheel or just a spare tyre? And so I was very blessed this week to receive a newsletter from one of our young people speaking about the need to slow down and be unhurried and appreciate more the calmness of being in the presence of the Lord. Taking the time to live the abundant life and finding rest and strength in him. Beautiful newsletter from one of our workers at Word of Life. Thank you so much. And so then let us just mention now in closing three truths that Elijah's prayer put him in touch with. As he made prayer his central focus, his occupation, three years at this brook Cherith with just a running stream and ravens feeding him, he must have prayed a lot. 
three things that Elijah enjoyed in his times with the Lord, and let it be an encouragement to us to pray more. First of all, Elijah experienced the reality of God's presence. Prayer ushers us into the very presence of the almighty God of heaven, the living God, Yahweh, the one who wants us to commune with him and to know his presence in a real way, not a theoretical, vague concept, but a living daily reality of being in touch with him and speaking with him and communing with him, abiding in him and having his presence fill us and overflow in us and allow us to enjoy him. The psalmist says in Psalm 139, Where shall I go from your presence? If I rise up on the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, your right hand will hold me fast. This is the presence of Almighty God that he wants us to appreciate and enjoy as we pray to him. This is the presence of God which says, Hebrews 13, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be right where you are. I'll be there as a still small voice. And as you abide in me, you will appreciate the abundance of life in my presence and fullness of joy. Elijah experienced the reality of God's presence as he prayed to him. Secondly, Elijah's prayers put him in touch with the security of God's protection. God, the rock of ages, God who had told him, Elijah, hide yourself. Actually, Elijah, I will hide you. I will cover you. I will look after you. I will deliver you. I will be your refuge. I'll be your fortress. I will be your safety from the enemy. And so today, as we face a much more dangerous virus, we can find refuge in him, the rock of ages. He is the one who has provided a way of escape. And he is the one who invites us to find protection in him. And as we pray to him, we can experience the security of his covering and his protection. Psalm 32 says this, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. What a beautiful privilege we have as we pray to the God of heaven, the God who is the protector. He is the one who provides safety for us. And then we find that Elijah's prayer put him in touch with the certainty of God's provision. The ravens bringing him food day and night. The stream bringing him water even in times of drought. And so God delights to use fading things and fragile things to perform his purposes, to provide for us in our need. And earthly resources can fail, and they do. And life changes, and our strength fades, and the money flies away often. The stream might dry up, but God provides. He abides faithful. And then at the right time, he says to Elijah, Arise and go to Zarephath. I've prepared someone to feed you there. And so we can trust him, Jehovah Jireh. And as we pray to him, as we experience his presence and his protection, we also see him providing day by day, moment by moment. Elijah's challenge is still the same for us today. First Kings chapter 18. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. The message 
for me this week in the essentials of lockdown is simply this, we must choose to follow. Prayer is a hidden life. And Elijah was a man just like us, with his fears, with his frailty, with his failures, but he prayed. And the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And maybe it takes lockdown to teach us more of this. To be pilgrims, to hide ourselves in him, to hide by the brook, and to find our life hidden with Christ in God. So may the lessons of lockdown help us to choose to hide in God and trust him more because he's only a prayer away. Mm -hmm.